We don't have time for this. We'd like to acknowledge the traditional custodians of the land where we make this podcast, the Garigal and the Gairamangal people. We pay our respects to all First Nations elders, past, present and emerging. Hello! Oh no, sorry. <laughs> what the fuck, mate? Sorry, I just... Uh, <laughs> I have something to bring up with you before we start. That was a bit premature of me. I apologise. When was the last time you bought tissues? So not toilet roll. No, no, no. Not paper towel. Tissues. Like a box of tissues. I think they call them facial tissues. Which oh, yeah. Sounds sure. a bit Kleenex. Yeah. Um, couldn't tell you. Yeah. So why? Well, you know how we were talking about that I clean up for my mum? Mm. I was with a girlfriend the other day and we were talking about tissues. I don't even know why. And she was like, oh, my mum always has tissues. And when she comes over, she's always asking me, where are your tissues? Yeah. And my mum does that too. She's like, where are your tissues? I'm like, well, mum, I don't buy tissues. I dare say my mum does the same thing. And she's like, what do you mean? Where are your tissues? And my mum will always have a tissue box. Always. And I'm like, well, I'm not crying. Well, yeah, I am. <laughs> but what are we having the tissues for? Why has our gem, yeah. like thank you cards, yes, like physical thank you cards, why have we stopped using tissues? Shh, we've like, shunned the tissue. Like we grew up with them. Yeah. Right? Yeah, we did. Every table had some tissues. Yeah. Every room. And yet I don't think I've ever, maybe once, bought a box of tissues. No. I can't. I, honestly, I'm digging into the depths of my memory. Yeah. Couldn't tell you. It's not... In my repertoire yeah. at all. But it's not like we don't blow our nose or cry or, you know, like wipe shit up, I guess. But like, yeah, never would have thought. What do you use? Wipes. Baby wipes. Yeah. yeah I'm yeah. so deep. I reckon, is it that wipes have replaced tissues? Maybe. They're just more practical. Yeah. Well, you can't use it on your face though, baby. I do. You do? You yeah. like blow your nose into it. Uh, happily. Yeah. Not you. Well, no, you get a roll of toilet paper. skin. I reckon you get toilet paper. Yeah, I do. Toilet yeah. roll. Yeah. Interesting. It's kind of like cleaner like mm. house cleaner it's like you've got a bathroom cleaner a surface cleaner a mirror cleaner. it's like come on can we just have one i feel like we've done that with the toilet roll it's like this is the toilet roll the tissue the bathroom cleaner the whole <laughs> like everything in one instead of having multiple things you know how'd you pay anyway just <laughs> but quick question yeah does your beautiful boomer mum mm. keep tissues up her sleeve Oh, yeah, she does. so does my yeah. mum and my nana always had multiple okay your nana Totally would have expected that. Yeah. My mum <laughs> scrunches it up. So she blows her nose, scrunches it up, puts it up her sleeve. <sighs> and then every now and then yeah. it rolls out of her sleeve mm. onto the floor. And I, I can identify it immediately, yeah, A, because yeah, yeah. we don't keep tissues in yeah. the house. It's just a different texture, isn't it? Like we just know it instantly. And nothing gives me the ick mm. more mm. than a scrunched up sleeve tissue. Tissue, yeah. <laughs> can't my mum will sometimes pull I love you mum I love you yai but sometimes she'll pull down her top and yeah. it's like oh, oh there's surprise <laughs> yes so I've been hoarding surprise. tissues oh anyway it's, I can't should okay. we just let's yeah, get yeah, it yeah, let's, let's, move yeah. on move on we have a thousand things to do but we'd rather chat to you with emails and meetings and husbands and kids we don't have time for this just what you need to basic bitches with a podcast. Hello and welcome to We Don't Have Time For This. I'm your host, Gemma Pranita, aka Gemma Peanut on the gram, along with my co-host, Kate Reeves. How do you do? I do great. I do great. How do you do? I'm doing swell. I'm tickled with excitement. Yeah, why is that? Oh, I don't know. Maybe something big is dropping this Thursday, Revsity Doodle. Oh! It's the worst kept secret in town. Our live show tickets go on sale on 
Thursday. Oh, I wasn't expecting you just to spill it out uh, like that. Look, we've been whining and dining these bitches for years. It's time to <laughs> fuck them. Okay, tickets are on sale Thursday. If you are not on the Bestie Bulletin list, get your ass on there. That is where the first drop of tickets drop is happening. Yep. Bestie Bulletin. We are giving everyone who's registered. So if you've registered for interest in tickets or you're on the Bestie Bulletin list, basically if you've given us your email address, 10 a.m. Thursday, yep. you will get a link in your inbox to buy tickets. And then an hour later, they'll go on sale to the public. So if you want that hour head start, that's where you need to be. 100 GP. Gem, how can they get on that list if they're not already? That's a really good question, Reggie. <laughs> I've got an idea. Maybe we will drop a link to the Bestie Bulletin. In the show notes. In the show notes. Yeah. Scroll down right now to these show notes and grab that link and get on that list so you do not miss that hour head start. Remember what happened with the Bestie Brunch? They all went within an hour. So this is a little bigger, but still, just make sure you've got your skin in the game, y'all. And your crew at the ready. Yeah, have your crew at the ready. That's a really good point. If you're planning on going with your mother's group or your friends or your fellow DL mates or whoever it's going to be, get them rallied now. Work out, you know. Revzy, should we drop some dates? It's not a bad idea. Because it helps people get organized. And we are mums. We're all busy mums. People are like, cool, great. But when? What we can share is the shows will be happening in August. August. Okay. So, so hopefully that works. Hopefully you're not disappearing to Europe for a month. If you're like off I know to Europe or Bali, do. sorry, <laughs> you won't be able to come. But get ready. It's all happening. Have your group chat set up so you can just drop your dates in there. 10 a.m. Thursday. I have to share something. Mm. So for about a year and a half. Yeah. You're looking sheepish, babe. <laughs> Very sheepish. For about a year and a half, I've been buying baby cucumbers. Best. My kids love them. Yeah. Same, I think. (laughs) Okay. Do you ever, as a mum, zoom out when you're doing something and hover above yourself and be like, what are you doing that for? So... Almost daily. Yeah. So I'm, so tell me about your experience. Well, every day when I make my kids' lunchboxes, I put in a shiny green baby cucumber. Right? Do you slice it? No, no. Keep Just it whole. whole. Just keep it whole. Yep. They have carrots, capsicum, and a baby cucumber. Now, when I take the lunchboxes out of their bags and wash them at the end of the day, rolling around in there unequivocally every single day is a whole <laughs> shiny green baby cucumber. Sometimes I rinse it, put it back in the fridge, and the next day it goes back in the lunchbox. Yeah. And, and it repeat. comes home. And it comes home again. Mm. So it, why haven't you uh, taken that off the uh, repertoire? Well, this is what I was asking myself. This is what I was examining. Yeah. When I was making a lunchbox and adding back the cucumber I'd washed from the day before. How many days does this go on for till it's like wrinkly? Oh, and then you two go, days, okay, two t- days. time for a toss out. Two days and then it gets chucked. I was like, I'm doing this for the teachers. <laughs> oh, for a bit of greenery. I'm doing it. This is a decorative baby cucumber so you're doing it for the optics um, to not get judged it's an optic vegetable fruit <laughs> if you want to get technical i am putting that in there i'm spending five dollars a week fine fine on baby cucumbers that get thrown away so i look like a good mum. <sighs> i get it yeah i get it we well, the, the, the school shame the shame is the worst kind of because shame because munch right mm. i don't know if you what they do in other states but in new south wales they have this crunch it's either called crunch and sip at our school it's called munch and it's like you open your lunchbox and they're allowed to have something crunchy. So they're not allowed to have – it's supposed to be like fruit or veg. It's supposed to encourage like healthy lunchboxes. So I, I assume – I've never been there for munch, but I assume it's a bit supervised. Yeah, Because Isla has said to me before, I'm like, oh, here, have, take some shapes for munch. And she's like, mum, munch is vegetables or fruit. And I'm like, oh, sorry. Oh, fuck. Oh. 
take an apple. So I assume it's a bit supervised because otherwise the kids be getting out there, Pringles, whatever. So I'm like, well, it needs to look <laughs> like I'm a good mum. It needs to look like my daughter eats the rainbow. And my kids do eat their capsicum and their carrots. So I'm fine with it. It's fine. Great. But they're not eating that cucumber, but I'm putting it in there as dressing. Yeah. <laughs> Set dressing. I'm scenicking the lunchbox. You're future-proofing yourself from shame. Yeah. Because the letter home, we've talked about this, the lunchbox letter, where it's like, next time can we make healthier choices for our lunchbox? And it's so patronising. My cousin got one about sultanas, shaming her sultanas. What? About the sugar content. No. Yeah. No. Yep. Actually, on the sugar content shaming front, <laughs> you know how I shared recently on the potty that I love I, roll up. I love me a roll up. I can't with you, but yeah. I had a DL slide in sharing with me a reel with a nutritionist breaking down the ingredients. And you know what are the ingredients? Well, sugar. But you know when it's like scientific code names and you no longer understand oh, them and glucose. You, well, it's like C4F7 yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> additive. Uh-huh. Look, I know. I know. <laughs> yeah, you never I, thought you were getting a multivitamin from your roll-up. Hunchy P. I know that it is an indulgence. Yes. And yes, it's full of guilt. I sit there and I chew on a freak. I just... I, I worry more about your teeth. All of the above. I worry about <laughs> me too. It's a weird habit I've developed. Yep. And now I've got my fancy pantry. I have a roll-up section. Oh. And I have to decant roll-ups into it. Wait. Not what? unwrapped, but like out of the box. Well, you know, of it's course not unwrapped. <laughs> can you, can you, what else are you decanting, Julia? <laughs> What's being decanted? I love that word, yes, decant. Yes, yes, Just as good one. as forage. Anyway. <laughs> what else are you decanting in your show pantry? Well, now I feel really ashamed. Sultanas. Yeah. Are they bad? Like, what are we no, supposed to send? That foods don't have a moral value. It's not bad. There's just no nutritional value. Fine. It's still, what about the joy factor? But people talk about healthy fats and natural sugars. Fuck those people. (laughs) They're all the same. Whatever. Your roll up has a joy content of 200%. It really does. Okay. So it's fine. You enjoy your roll up and brush your fucking teeth. I appreciate it. I do. Twice a day. Some foods don't have nutritional value, but they have other things that they bring us. Yeah. Like dopamine. Hits. (laughs) Huge hits of dopamine. Okay. Why do you think we all down the chocolate when we're on our period? <sighs> Moving on from dopamine. Do you know what I don't have time for? What don't you have time for? I don't have time for making bold statements on a podcast and then <laughs> feeling forced to commit. Oh, okay. All for right. context. Look, if you're a loyal DL, you will know what I'm referring to when I say drama class. Oh my God, what's happened? Well, what's happened? Now that I shared and declared that I wanted to go into Rafa's kindy and run a drama class, I've felt this enormous pressure to see it through. No. Yeah. Why? Well, because people are sliding in uh-huh. and they're like, When's a drama class? Can you take a friend? Babe, Can they film the content? Schaden, that's schadenfreude. They want to see you. Is it schadenfreude? They of want to course. see me fail? Not fail, but flail maybe. <laughs> flail. I would be flailing. Yes. So this is the thing. When I actually thought, can I do this? I started to wig out. Wait. Yeah. I thought I'd publicly shamed this out of you. Oh, no, I've got to see it through, don't I? 
What do you mean? I had shamed you enough. Would you want to hear more shame? Oh, God, yes. Added shame? Yes. So I thought, I've got to see this through in some capacity. So I went to do Rafa's drop-off at kindy and I went up to a teacher and I was like, hey, Miss Sophie, um, you know how you mentioned, like, we as parents can come in, like, random times of the day and just help? And she goes, what, to run a drama class? <gasps> and I was like, ah, she's a DL! She's a DL! Yeah. I died. Oh I died. God. I died of embarrassment. There and then. And? Yeah. And what did you say? And she said, yeah, I think it'd be great. Come on in. Oh, no. Yeah. I'm coming. I'm coming. No. <laughs> I am coming. Oh, no, I kind of want to read a book now. No. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, let this be a lesson to you. <laughs> <laughs> and she even said, and we'll assist you, Jem. Oh. And I thought, oh, my where's God. Where's the cloak of shame? Yeah, let good. me drown under it. <laughs> this is a great learning moment for you. It is. It's a teaching moment for me. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get this done before your poor children go to school and you overcommit and make the you've got to be a deadbeat mum when it comes to volunteering okay selective look the good mum she would shake her head at me she's fucking class parent Mm. she runs that place okay I know you I aspire to be class parent oh you're rolling your eyes but I do Jem you are the worst nominee for class parent I am the worst nominee no one would know when it was library day when it was sports uniform what was going on you'd be like oh fuck I forgot to tell the whole class vital information you no I ban it okay (laughs) but we're in comms what we communicate to our DLs through a podcast, I feel like I therefore should. Can we have a team? Like, <laughs> if it was left to you. <laughs> Come on, girlfriend. Okay. All right. All right. I'm back in touch with reality. I'm just going to hold the table. Well, I'm going to, if, if the teachers are DLs, I'm talking directly to you now, teachers of Gems Kids Kindy. Can I get an invite? <laughs> Happy to make content. Blur everyone's faces. <laughs> Just zoom in on Jem in full drama teacher it's mode. It's going to feel like Ricky Gervais in the office. Oh, yeah. It's going to have that yeah, vibe. I'm glad you're aware. Oh, dear. Oh, how do I abort? Abort mission. Oh, no. Do you know what I found to be interesting chat mm. was the WhatsApp group with the parents. What I found interesting mm. was talking about this with the good mum, that when you share updates as a class parent, I've learnt that some class parents prefer people to respond with just a thumbs up emoji just to acknowledge got it thank you yeah but some class parent groups there's this whole like thank you so much and then you have like 20 messages where it's a bit of not a circle jerk (laughs) that's not what it is but it's a bit of like oh this person said thank you so they get into this kind of habit of everyone having to say thank you and then the important information actually gets buried behind all the thank yous right so I guess I just wanted to put it out there but apparently it's fair game to just thumbs, thumbs up, up emoji. Yeah. I mean, the kind of people that are class parent are probably people who are often not thanked. And I think it's nice that they get a little acknowledgement. Oh, except know? the good mum said it's like, don't set a precedent. <laughs> of course she's thought about this. <laughs> like, you don't need to say thank you. It's cool. Thumbs up acknowledgement is more oh than thanks. Oh my God. <laughs> Unsubscribe. <laughs> don't have space in my brain to think about this stuff (laughs) now there's people who are like oh I always say thank you (laughs) oh no and they're in a shame spiral like look it's fine if you know if you need if you're someone who relies on the group chat for vital information 
I'm putting my hand up. That's me. Self-identify. I need that group chat. Thank God my son's class mom is a rock star this year. And she's like, hi, everyone. Just reminder, it's sports uniform today. And I'm like, good, because my kid's already dressed in the other one. (laughs) Quickly whip that off. Hi, guys. Don't forget it's library. Great. Chuck the books in the back. You know, I need that person. Yeah, same. Yeah. And don't forget the good gift for the class parent at the end of the year. Always. Always. That's where you can show your appreciation, ladies and gents. But apparently don't say thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Keep it to thumbs up or fuck off. (laughs) Okay, you know what I don't have time for? Oh, serious tone. (laughs) Didn't mean to make it serious. What don't you have time for, Rebsy? So, sensory overload as a mum. Overstimulation. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't want to tip over into ADHD territory because I'm not talking about that specifically, although I know it is adjacent. So thank you. I know. <laughs> you don't need to tell me about that. Here comes the avalanche no, no, of no. diagnosing don't. revs <laughs> it's all and good. jam on the podcast. Quite aware, quite aware that this is an ADHD symptom, but I'm talking about just motherhood specifically. The sensory combination of being overstimulated orally, as in in your ears, <laughs> we could only hope to be overstimulated orally um, and touched out all of it coming together in a cacophony of irritability. Yeah. For me, it's mornings. So I have come pretty far in my parenting career without feeling overstimulated. I would say. Are you kidding me? Yeah. It's, it's taken you. How old's Teddy? Six. Well, I would say six years, five years and a divorce. <laughs> You've done done well, babe. In my early parenting days, I don't think I felt it. Like Mm. I felt other other things and definitely touched out and frustration and all that. But I don't think I've really experienced overstimulation until the last, I'm going to say 18 months, maybe two years. Okay. So what does that look like for you? So for me- Set the scene. Prime us. Yeah. So I've kind of connected a few dots. So like I was getting so irritable in the mornings getting everyone out the door like classic story nothing unique there but like to the point where I was like so uncomfortable like in my body like actually wanting to like eject from my body Mm. it was like a physical feeling of almost like you've had too much coffee yeah is how it feels for me so it's visceral head to toe yeah and then I would drop the kids off at school and walk home and by the time I got home feel better right so I was like hmm interesting and I think what I put it down to is one single mum sure but my kids bicker now. Oh yeah. I think it's ramped up a notch since my kids started fighting. Okay. Like when I had a baby and a toddler, I get it. It's still like this overstimulation is still there. The sounds are still there, whatever. But like it's different. It's like they both want me, and that's that's its own challenge. But there's something about my kids are much more independent now. So they do it. They dress themselves. They put their own shoes on. They brush their own teeth. They pack their lunch boxes. They put their library bags in, blah, blah, blah. This gives me so much hope here. No, 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 no. It's almost easier if I just fucking did it for them, you know, because my morning from the moment I wake up, it's barking instructions, getting ignored and breaking up fights. It's like a new phase. And I know it's got, we've got to go through it. The only way is through. Like, because on the other side of this, you've got people who dress themselves and go to school. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like, I'm so thick in the like, okay, what do we want for breakfast? You go, okay, go get the milk, you know, because I'm trying to foster independence in them. I'm not trying to do everything for them. But from the moment I open my eyes on a school morning, 
or a sport morning, I'm just barking instructions multiple times, getting ignored and just copying this avalanche of sound of my kids like bickering or fighting over something or an iPad and the radio, well, not the radio, but like a podcast or like all these sounds or the TV's on all competing. And I'm actually, all I'm doing is walking around, like talking, trying to get people's attention Mm. and trying to get things done. But because I'm not actually just doing it, I'm finding it's like having a really intense effect, which I have learned via TikTok and Instagram (laughs) is overstimulation. Yeah. Overstimulation or sensory overload, Mm. right? But I'm personally getting overstimulated and and it makes me feel completely out of control irritable like I've had too much coffee racy just like uncomfortable like physically uncomfortable yeah this must be a thing that everyone's going through yeah it's what I find really interesting in our household is that my husband doesn't get it Mm. he doesn't get this sensory overload whereas I do I feel myself getting really short Mm. and something that happens in repeat on our household is the competing noises yeah so hubs is obsessed with having music playing in our house 24 7 and it's quite lovely because to be honest if it wasn't for him Mm. our kids wouldn't grow up Mm. listening to music and I love that yeah but our living room kitchen dining area is all open plan all one space so I'm constantly fighting my husband wanting to play music to kickstart his day with my kids wanting to watch insert show here whether it's or when you hear that fire alarm it's just like I can't escape the noise and I get really upset with hubs because he can sit there on his laptop bash out a few emails in the morning at the kitchen island listening to his music while the kids show is blaring and I walk downstairs and I want to just scream and shout yeah and go shut up and I always say to hubs like why is the tv so loud like and look, this is a new problem, a very recent problem. Rafa knows how to turn the volume up. Oh, no. Yes, for oh. so long she had to ask me. She'd yeah. be like, Mummy, can you turn up the sound? I That's can't another level of overstimulation. Mummy, yeah. can you do this for me? Yeah. I know, it's another thing. But just listening to what you were saying about barking orders and fostering independence. We've talked about this on the podcast before, Revzy, but you might not remember that sometimes we can trust that kids can do things Mm. and will do things outside the home. And it goes back to that argument of, is it just easier to just do it? I feel I judge myself that I put my kids in front of the TV at dinner time and I literally spoon feed them every mouthful. Do I enjoy it? No, I absolutely hate it. But if I don't do it, I'll have two full bowls of pasta. Yeah, and two empty babies and it'll be 9 p.m. I will pay for it later. We all know how it works. Yeah. And I have private shame that my kids can't sit at a table. I've shared this before and eat a full meal. They're just absolutely incapable of it. At home. Yes. Oh, at home. Remember we talked about Iggy, big dog Iggy. (laughs) Not only does he feed himself (laughs) at daycare, he eats fast. Like... I can't even imagine it. Yeah. But I, the relief yeah, yeah. when I heard this story because I went, oh, he is capable and he mm. can do it. And there's one part of my brain that goes, well, fuck, you should be doing that at home. Mm. And then the other half of me just goes, well, you can do it. Yeah. And we have our way at home. I don't know what's the, what the right or wrong thing to do is. I don't care. I'm at that stage where I'm more efficient and I just fucking get it done. Yeah. Is it so bad for you to just 
make the breakfast and present it at the table uh, rather than being like, get the milk. Yeah. What do you want? Toast or – I don't even give my kids an option anymore. Yeah. Oh, well, well, yeah. Your kids are older. Yeah. No, I, I'm, I'm sure com- they're opinionated. <clears throat> no, I've come too far. I've come too far. Like, I can't dress Isla now. Like, you know, no. it's just like, I just, it's just, she's nine in a minute. Yeah. And Ted too. Like, Teddy is really stuck in this limbo place and he needs me to shepherd him into independence. Okay. Because he, like Iggy, would love, he would love to sit on my lap all morning, have me spirit feed him, dress him, just wipe go, his ass. And, and love that, you know, and like put on his shows for him. He'd love that. And I don't know. Can your <laughs> like, kids put on their own shows? Yeah, they've got their own iPads. They do their own thing. They've got their own headphones. Amazing. Yeah, they can they can drive all the things. But like he would love that. He really, really would. And it would be easier and quieter and calmer. But he's six and he's in year one and he really has to do this shit for himself now. And he needs me to show him the way he mm. does. It's just killing me <laughs> softly. Yeah. And Jem, the shame part for me is like, do you know what I do is I go to my phone to escape yeah like I feel it I feel and I'm getting more eyes on it now so I'm hoping I'm gonna I'm trying to put my phone on a charger away in another room for the whole morning but I need those alerts from the group chat to be like <laughs> to give me the updates yeah. you know emails are coming in you know what it's like in the morning I reach for my phone as like get me out of here like my portal out mm. of that sensory yeah, it puts overload. you in another room puts me in another place mm. it means I and then, but then my kids fight for my attention and it adds to the whole storm like it's a real I'm really struggling with it I've got to say so I'm doing all the things like I lay out the uniforms the night before and I lay them out like Isla pile I, I put them in the order things go on you know jumper last undies first socks on the side shoes the bowls are out like I do all this prep to try and make it easy but they're still doing it all themselves Okay, so what, what would happen in a morning if you gave no orders? Would they just sit on their iPads? Yeah, they wouldn't get dressed. They wouldn't get dressed. No. God, no. Unless there was something on that day. Like okay. if something – that's the best thing that ever happens. Like Isla – she's been part of this speech thing. She's been so psyched. She's been practicing forever. And it was like, today is speech day. Up in her uniform. Dressed, hair re- done. Like ready to go, yeah. you know. But if there's not something like that, they just – they'll just sit around. Yeah. Like they won't get out the door. Are you kidding? Yeah. So – I don't know. So what can be done? I don't know if anything can be done. I just want to whinge about it. <laughs> You're allowed. Permission. We are holding space for you, Revzi, and we're not judging because I think a lot of people will feel the same. I'm trying to wonder, like, if I had a partner here, would I just, would it just add to it? Because I'd just be barking at them as well and they'd be barking at me and we, you know what I mean? Like, I'm trying to like go, well, at least it's just on my terms. Yeah. And I get to run it how I want. I, I think there's merit in that thought. For sure. I mean, I went to a kid's party on the weekend and the parents of the child whose party it was, I knew the husband was going away on a boy's surfing trip Mm -hmm. overseas. And uh, I was like, oh, how was your surfing trip? And, you know, I've been chatting to his wife being like, oh, how are you going to go without Mm. him kind of thing? Like, how do you feel? Husband hobbies, lol, eye roll, all the things. (laughs) And I said to him, oh, how, how was your surfing trip? And he's like, oh, I had to cancel because I broke my shoulder. Oh, And I was like, oh, crazy. Your trip got canceled. And then I went over to the wife and I said, so be honest with me. Would you have preferred him to go on his surf trip? Was it more annoying having him at home <laughs> with and a broken being shop. useless? And she was like, I would have preferred him to go on his surf trip. Yeah. Because she's like, I had mentally geared up for mm-hmm. it. I would have ran an efficient household. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was just around but mm. not able to help. And mm. I would find that more annoying too. I would. I I wonder how much sound has to do with it. Because for me, it's like physical and it's 
oral. Mm. But I wonder, like, taking the sounds down probably would help. Like, we were talking about this before we started recording and our producer was like, oh, yeah, I can't have the radio or any music on when I've got the kids in the car. It's too much sound. Mm. Like, it's just too overstimulating, can't drive safely, feel really out of control. And I totally remember that from having babies. Oh in the car particularly kids who don't like the car yeah. it's like so stressful and distracting oh, when you're driving i've found it distressing yeah. if one of the kids was we all know that blood curdling baby like cry being it just doesn't stop <laughs> yeah it doesn't stop oh because they need to be put to bed or like they hate the car whatever whatever, it is. whatever. but you Hungry. can't tend to them no it's awful it's awful and you're breathing through it like feeling trapped in noise overstimulation mm is a lot like it's it's a lot and I get that feeling of like I want to break free (laughs) through gritted teeth like you just I want to explode when I hear competing sounds so why is it just the women in the house like the kids aren't bothered they are not bothered they are my husband is genuinely unbothered Uh, yeah the men don't seem as bothered like is it a female thing like what's going on the kids are just so I (laughs) confession time Mm mm-hmm the kids bickering has been so getting under my skin lately. I did something I'm really <laughs> ashamed of parenting wise to Teddy uh-uh. because he's Spill. It's like, Ted, love you, mate. I love you so much. You're an angel, but you're not like he's six going on two sometimes. Like he goes through these growth spurts. He's spaghetti legs. Most of the time he's too busy to eat because he wants to like do flip this and flip that and like do run around here and climb this wall. So he's always hungry, but then like never eats properly. It's just a nightmare and it's whingy and he's tired from year one. And like all of it's just a lot. Just even hearing you say the word whingy and that whingy. That tone. Tone. Like, it just the, makes my hair stand on what? Where's my, oh, oh, like everything's a meltdown about fucking nothing. nothing. And it's kind of like. This is toddler behavior. Come on. Like, let's move through it. Anyway, he was being, I was trying to do all the things. We've talked about this before. I'm not going to talk to you if you talk to me in that voice. You know, all mm. the kind of boundary setting things. Like, I, I want to have this conversation with you, but you seem really out of control. If you can talk to mommy normally, we will talk about this. All those things. But sometimes he just, he can't hear it. He yeah. can't hear himself. He can only hear me. And what oh he God, wants. What did you do? <laughs> I feel like I know what's I did coming. A really shit thing. I parroted back to him. Uh, babe, we've exactly all done what it sounds like. I was like, you know, you want to get it? Where's my man? And, I, and he looked at me with this look of like, oh my God. He was hurt. Like I hurt him. Mm. And I instantly felt shame. Like it was a really shit well, thing Well, modern day to do. parenting society has put that shame on you for sure. It felt dirty. Do you know what I mean? Like Look, I was like, that was mean. It's like sarcasm. But I was okay. like, it's he, a low form of parenting. It was really low and he looked like it, it cut through, but it didn't like, it doesn't mean he can suddenly start hearing. It was just like, oh my God, she's mocking me. Oh God. <laughs> I'm being mocked. But at the same time, you need him oh. to audibly hear what you hear yeah i'm like this is what you sound like bro (laughs) revs can we just hold hands and hold space for each other because i did it to iggy the other day and i felt like such a see you next tuesday i really did like i I was like oh jim you've stooped too low but i hit my limit yeah because going back to sensory overload yeah the whinge tone trumps in terms of sending me over the edge for iggy and you, t- you mentioned this about it being over nothing. It will be like he wants milk, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he came up to me and said, 
mummy, can I have a cup of milk, please? I'd be like, no worries, <laughs> mate. Love when you do Iggy's voice. <laughs> and sometimes I'd be like, you know where the cups are, buddy. Yeah. Go get them. We've yeah. had this exchange. But like, <laughs> <laughs> if only you could bear it that way. We've had this exchange. <laughs> okay, we've done this once. <laughs> oh, but lately, mm. and I know he's not six like Teddy, but fuck, he's deep in three-nager town yep. at the moment. Yep. It's been like, mummy. I'd be like, oh. what, buddy? I want milkies. The first time. It's the first time. Like, yeah. I haven't said no. Yep. Yep. Like, it's like you can have it. You, what the fuck, fuck is, is this th- shit? <laughs> what is, you can have milkies, dickhead. <laughs> what the fuck is this voice? What the fuck? It kills me. Yeah. It kills me. It kills you slowly because it's like this like little chips oh. off a block starting at 6 a.m. It's just like by the end of the day, there's no block left. You're yeah. just like, you know what, cunts? <laughs> Get your own fucking milk. <laughs> yeah, and that's the lid blowing off and that's where you do shit like parrot and mock them. <laughs> and like they look at you like, whoa, savage, mum. Well, but like really? Do you know when... Oh, God, we're really like laying out our shameful behaviour now. But like there's been times where Iggy does like fake crying. I know. There's people going to come at me. There's no such thing as fake crying. No, he's definitely fake crying. He's like... <laughs> and I've literally gone... <laughs> oh, no. Back to him. No. And, and he's cried louder. And I'm like, you fool, Gem. That did nothing oh. but escalate it. You bottom feeder. Like... <laughs> wake up to yourself you're the worst parent but just you know we hit our limits sometimes you've tried every tool in the box and you just want them to see it because you just so aware they're so behind glass on themselves they're not they've got no self-awareness yet Mm. and I guess that must be developmental and maybe we should hold space for that (laughs) but like guys stop being dicks (laughs) I feel like Teddy is able he's able to just talk to me you know what I mean he's not just able he is more than capable more than capable and he would never talk to his teacher like that he would never I don't even think he'd talk to his dad like that it's like he saves it for me and is it an attention thing because they don't have my full attention that's what I've really got to confront like is it because I'm doing an email on my phone or like trying to cook but like often I'm just trying to cook dinner so do you think that maybe they come in hard with the whinge tone to get cut through just get their needs met yeah <laughs> yeah well it must be it has to they be. must learn that nah, nah, is like okay what 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 yeah <laughs> and like they say in all the parenting tiktoks <laughs> <laughs> like they say in that great parenting resource tiktok that <laughs> any sort of whinge or acting out behavior is a cry for connection yeah it always is yeah and so what's the best thing you could do? <laughs> Mock them. Oh, God. We're going to hell. We're going oh, to hell. We're going to hell. Something you just mentioned that I want to touch on as well is the differences with kids. So we mentioned how they can be at school or mm. to their teachers mm. versus us, their grandparents. I'm having this battle at the moment with hubs where it's like the kids have got my number mm. and it's like they know that I'm a soft touch and they behave worse with me mm. than with hubs. Yeah. And I think out of the two of us, he's definitely the stricter parent. Mm-hmm. But fuck, they listen and fuck, yeah. it annoys it's me. It's really because annoying. It is annoying because I'm like, fuck, they respect him. More. <laughs> They're not scared of him yeah. because he's not a scary dad at yeah. all. Yeah. But he's firmer. Yeah. And when he says something. He's got a he, boundary. He, I know. Holds his boundaries. And we're, we're like, yeah, yeah, shut up, shut up. We'll have what you want. Just stop making noise. <laughs> Mummy's overstimulated. Okay, oh. yes, you can eat sour worms for breakfast if you leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> 
kills me. You've been on my body for six years. Oh. Go and have twisties for breakfast if it means I get five <laughs> minutes in the shower without you jerks. That's all we want. <laughs> so Whereas dads are just like, no. And they're like, oh, all right. So <laughs> classic example, I took, I don't often get to take the kids to their swimming lessons, but I put them in for a makeup class on the weekend mm-hmm. and Hubs and I were like, let's go together. Let's take the kids, like trying to use up our makeup tokens. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so my mum normally takes Iggy to swimming and she did forewarn me that there's always a bit of resistance mm-hmm. to get into the class. And she said, but ultimately he always gets in, does the class, no problems. But the teacher has to coax him with some pool toys, mm-hmm. like little squishy spray, squirty bath toy things. So Hubs and I go to Iggy's swimming lesson. Neither of us have been to his swimming lesson before. And Iggy is like Velcro mm. to me, just will not get in the pool. And, I, you know, I'm trying all the things. Then the teacher's trying all the things. Then they get an assistant teacher because they can't have Iggy oh. disrupt And at this the point he's class. like, look at my power. Yeah. I'm yeah. so powerful. So just picture like <laughs> one end of the pool. Hubs is sitting on the wall full of other parents watching mm-hmm. their kids. And then I'm at the other end of the pool and the teachers have given me a stool. So this isn't their first rodeo. They know oh that, that there's those kids in class. And I'm sitting on the stool and I'm like, come on, Iggy. And he's just holding on to me. And the class is just going ahead. I'm like, come on, mate. They pull out all the pool toys. I'm like, you like this blue fish? And he's like, no, I don't want to get in here. Anyway, the lesson is 30 minutes for 20 minutes. I try everything. I'm like, you can have an ice cream. You can have an ice cream if you get in the pool. You love swimming. You love, love, love it. Look at Rafa over there. She's swimming. Sissy's swimming. Yeah, Sissy's going to get an ice cream. <laughs> How are you going to feel when we get out of the pool and Sissy gets an ice cream and He's you like, don't? He's like, bitch, I'm going to get a fucking ice cream. You know it because otherwise <laughs> I'll scream at you and you'll give it to me to shut me up. Fuck it. Yeah, that's him. Yeah. He's Stewie Griffin. Yeah, like he's, he's like, re- you know I'm getting an ice cream. Well, at one point, Hubs is like watching from the other end of the pool and I can see him slowly seething because he's like, this is a fucking waste of everyone's time. So he walks around to the pool and I preempt him and I'm like, babe, you're going to make it worse because at this point Iggy's like, crying and whinging and he's like no 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 and I'm like please baby and he's like I don't want to swim and I'm like please like you need to swim like it's essential in this Australian lifestyle <laughs> then Hubs marches over and I'm like please you're gonna make it worse and he goes no babe you need to tap out yeah. like it's you've spent 20 minutes trying to get Iggy and I'm gonna try and he's like I'm just gonna lift him in the pool I was like I've already tried that it didn't work he screamed bloody murder all the parents watched me it was really embarrassing and he's like Jem take a chill pill and go sit on the other side of the pool go watch Rafa So I tagged him in, Iggy goes straight in. (gasps) Hubs lifts him in, puts him in the water and Iggy goes straight in. Oh, Jim. I was so fucking mad. And he- I would cry. Not only did he- I'd just be like, what the fuck can I do? Yeah. And not only did he complete the remaining 10 minutes of the class, he was smiling and giggling and full engagement, full participation. It was like night and day. Like, and I- I sat there scratching my head being like, what have I done? No, no. No, but like... It's just a dynamic. It is a dynamic, but I don't like it. But then if you were to ask me to then parent the way Hubs does with firmer boundaries... That's not me. You know how we talk about You don't know what kind of parent you're going to be. And you can only be the parent you are. Like you can't... You you can read things and try things over, but really when you're under pressure, you're just going to be the parent you are. But I'm annoyed. Yeah. I'm annoyed because once again, Iggy demonstrated that he was more than capable and then he loved the last 10 minutes of his class. Not only that, he was proud of himself. He did the starfish on his back for 10 seconds and then talked about it. And I I was like... Did he get his ice cream? 
course he got his fucking ice cream because he got in the fucking pool, didn't he? So I had to honour it and deliver it. But I was like, what was the debacle for 20? Yeah. Why were you like the? And it's like how Hub says, oh, you know, you can't complain about the kids sleeping in your bed because you enable it. And mm. I'm like, yeah. I do. Yeah. I do enable it. And I've tried this mantra of it's only a problem if it's a problem. So if I stop seeing co-sleeping as a problem, then it's just part of my life. But the fact of the matter is Hubs gets a full night's sleep and I get broken sleep. I get every night, night creepers yeah. coming in, yeah. looking, passing the baton to each other. And I'm yeah. trying to settle them both in my bed. But I know that I've done this. Whereas if they try and get into bed with Hubs, he just goes, nope and puts him straight back to his bed in this really oh, almost like fuck. robotic yeah. methodical way yeah. and they know he means business but I've I'm an enabler well they just know you're their mum and like your whole since the moment they were in your belly like all you've done is for them and they know if it goes on long enough this is the problem we cave yeah cave. but of course we cave because we hit limits and we can't this is no shade to the boundaries They're, that that's the way to do it for sure academically that's the way to do mm. it and, and many many dads will prove this or many grandparents you know my my mum is great with that she's got like no we don't eat in there nope we don't do that and yeah. they kid the kids respect the fuck out of it you know yeah. And they don't respect me like that because they know. But that's because we can't keep keeping on. Yeah. You know, like we get overstimulated. It gets too much and we need relief. We need it to break. But yeah, it's teaching them the wrong thing, I it's guess. It's really fucking hard, Revs. Like I've tried to do a reframe on this and mm. I know that this is what goes around and DLs will remind me of this, but it's the whole like, it's because they feel safest. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then that doesn't solve my issue of overstimulation, yeah. feeling touched and out. And getting him being- in his class. What if it was all up to you? Yeah. Like what if you were the only parent there he that would day? Not he wouldn't have, have done. A, he wouldn't have done his lesson. He would have paid for it and taken yep. him there and got everyone dressed and undressed and redressed yep. and ice creams and it, to no avail. Yeah. And was I going to – okay, let's just do a thought experiment. Say Hubs wasn't there and say Iggy didn't complete his lesson – was I then going to go through with the debacle of giving Rafa an ice cream and not him? Because that's what I threatened. And do I have to follow through with that? And then there would be tears. And it's just, it just goes, it bleeds into every, every hour yeah. of the day. Yeah, it does. And you hit your freaking limit. I do. All I can say is my eight, almost nine-year-old would not pull that shit with me anymore. And she would have as a younger kid. Mm. Like they do age out of it. Like Isla will go, oh, here's this other challenge. I have. Isla's like my parents' assistant, my mother's helper. <laughs> Actually drives me insane. But she will say, Teddy, don't do that to mummy. It's not fair on her. She's blah, blah, blah. And go into bat for me. Oh. But then it causes another fight, yeah. which causes more overstimulation. Yeah, that sometimes you just like stay in your lane, babe. Literally at the moment I keep, I'm saying on loop to her, you're not his mummy. I've got this. <laughs> but like, you don't? <laughs> I don't fucking got it. But she's making it worse yeah, yeah, by yeah. throwing fuel on the fire. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Because then Ted's like, now both you bitches are against me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like, oh, but like, what I'm saying is Iggy eventually and Teddy will be eight, almost nine, and they won't pull this shit on us. So we think and so we hope. <sighs> it's really hard, Revzy. It's really a lot. Do you think there's something in the younger sibling babying takes longer to mature thing? Oh, Is that a thing? We're the problem. We know we are. We mm. are the problem. Can I take you back two episodes where you told us about Big Dog Iggy and I'm like, so what are you going to do with this info? And you're like, nothing. I love it. He's my baby and I'm going to hold on to it for as long <laughs> as I can. 
Like these are the fruits of your labor, the the sour fruits. Yeah. You know, we want them to be our babies. We want to cuddle them and treat them like our little And then we're annoyed when they're not independent adults at age three. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, Like we're the problem. We are. But we're also copying it more than anyone in the family, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's just a little whinge FM, I reckon. Got to get that off my chest. Got to get it off your chest. I'm sure DLs will relate to this. This is why we started a podcast, right? Just so we could whinge. Yes. Like the kids. <laughs> like, I think it was ep three we talked about sitting on the couch, dad's by himself, two hands, hot drink, phone, watching, doing whatever he wants. Other end of the couch is mum covered in kids with a cold tea somewhere else in the house. You it's know? so real, it's Revs. It's so classically real. It's just how things go. How's this? Americano asked Teddy to wash his hands with soap and he just did it. Mm. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. He's like, hey, buddy, do me a favor. Just go wash your hands with soap. And he did it. And I was like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. What was that wizardry? Yeah. I'd be like, did you use soap? He'd be like, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> like, they lie. Just straight up lie to my face and walk into another room. And I'm like, well, I'll let that one go. Rafa goes to the bathroom, doesn't flush and doesn't wash her hands and walks out and goes, I did. It doesn't. <laughs> I did. I know what you're talking about. Just gaslighting us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Little jerks. They're not flushing. Oh. I can't. Mm. It's disgusting. Mm. It's disgusting. So Rafa's become aware of wee drips on the floor that belong to Iggy when he hasn't done enough of a shake, shake, shake and (laughs) walks away and there's drops on the floor. And now that's become a thing. Which is like, mummy, I can't use a toilet because Iggy's wee drips are on the floor. And I'm like, (sighs) oh, this is a thing. I don't want this. I don't have time for this to be a thing. Yeah, my six-year-old's still wee dripping. (sighs) I mean, look, I'm definitely going to raise a son who knows how to clean their skitties. Yeah, yeah, sure you are. I, I have to. Listen to you. I'm definitely going to. <laughs> I'm sure you were definitely going to raise a son who fed himself dinner. <laughs> and here we are. <laughs> Hear me with your nuts, spine. I love it. You're just like, tuck and roll out of that one. I said... <laughs> Hit me with your not spawn. Do, do, do. Now, do I have a not spawn for you? But not for you, for a friend. Mm. Okay, this is not something you would buy yourself. This is not Cozy Lives approved. This is bougie and beautiful. Love it. It's Sade Room Spray. Oh, even just that name, Sade. Yes, it's spelt funny. S-A-A-R-D-E, acute. Cute. It's an Aussie mum run business. They're local. They make beautiful like resin tableware. Pretty. um, Candle, like stunning stuff. Anyway, they have a room spray. Now, what's a room spray, you may ask? And why do I need one? You don't, okay? You don't need it, but it's beautiful. No, I reckon a room spray is the best thing that you didn't know you needed. Well, you don't need it. Like, let's be very real. It's not necessary, but God, does it just make life lovely. Now, my sister always says the best way to be happy is just to have a series of little treats. And she's right, right? Mm. This is one of those little treats I can see why you said that this is better in the gifting department yeah, because it, it feels too much to gift yourself. You would but never go, you know what? I need a room spray. But how stoked would you be if yes. someone gave you a room spray? Yes. Like and a bougie one a that bougie looks one. nice. And like there's lots of different scents. It's $50. So it's okay. not like, oh my God, but it's like a gift, right? Mm. It comes in this beautiful packaging. It comes in many different fragrances. Do you know what? This is a nice thing to add to the gift rotation because I frequently love buying people candles. Mm. 
you know, around the thirty to fifty dollar price point. But yeah. in room spray, like if I went to a dinner party, not that I'm doing that very frequently yeah. at all. How many dinner parties you off to? Look, when I'm a boomer <laughs> and I'm attending heaps of dinner parties, I'll be sure to gift the host yes. a room spray. Yes. Well, the one I have is very woody, like it's got like sort of um, mm-hmm. Moroccan-y it smells. I like that kind of masculine woody ambery kind of thing it comes in beautiful packaging like you need one spray and the whole room smells like a day spa it's just very lovely i like that whole brand but it would be the best gift someone gifted it to me and it's going to be my go-to from now on yeah pay it forward yeah and also you can get it on the iconic so if you want it delivered blah 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 you know so good easy great not spun hit me with your not spun what you watching (laughs) how'd you know how'd you know because you're on a tear i am i am um yes i am sharing a not spunny that is another documentary reco i know you guys all loved the ed sheeran doco that six-part series was oh so good but I come with you with a doco movie. Mm-hmm. So this one goes for 90 minutes okay. and it's called Still. Oh, yeah. It's on Apple TV Plus. I think you've heard of this. It's the Michael J. Fox documentary. Yeah. So a bit of a bit of a trip down memory lane. Mm. If you're a fan of Back to the Future, mm-hmm. Family Ties, yes, Spin City. Yeah. Yeah, oh. my, yeah. He's had such an amazing career. An incredible career. But at the heart of the doco is also a beautiful love story mm-hmm. between him and his wife. It's, I think there's a bit of a theme here. It was similar with the Ed Sheeran thing, like the woman behind the man. Mm-hmm. But of course he has Parkinson's disease, but he shares the whole story of when he discovered it, Mm. when he was diagnosed, keeping it a secret for seven years and working as an actor and just hearing him share about how, you know, he'd be backstage or in his dressing room getting ready to do an episode of Spin City with a live audience and he would have to go, okay, if I take my pill now, when is it going to peak? so that I don't have the tremors in my right hand. And then he just found coping tools where he would put a prop in his right hand because he could control the tremor if Mm. he was busying that hand. So his characters fuss with props all the time because he was hiding it. Anyway, it's so well-directed. It's directed by Davis Guggenheim, and he has done a tremendous job with weaving Michael J. Fox movies mm. and moments into his real life story. Mm. It's, it's really cool. I'm not explaining it well or doing it justice at all. But anyway, it's a great watch. I know it's about Parkinson's disease and I can look at Revs's face and she's like, oh, this sounds like a really sad doco, but it's not. It's actually really inspiring okay, cool. and uplifting. And Michael J. Fox is not a woe is me, everyone pity mm. me. He's like, a, no, I've got to get on with it. He's an activist too. Like he raises is. And a massive philanthropist. Billions yeah, yeah. with a capital B. Yeah. And I know from MS stuff that mm-hmm. the more money they get into these things, it yep. really does change the course of the disease. Yeah. And through the series, you learn there's been a bit of a breakthrough. Oh, actually, you don't that was me on a youtube vortex dive <laughs> after the documentary anyway go check it out still the michael j fox documentary good on one. apple plus good one. we are re-watching bridgerton are you americana has never seen it oh when you said we i i confess i initially thought you meant you and isla no it's too much sex I, for isla yeah i yes i had that moment where i thought oh really but oh, yeah. yes yeah and uh, he's, he's like pretending he's doing that very male thing of pretending he doesn't like it but he's like one more <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like you'd love this now he's tell like, this me. is definitely made for chicks I'm like mm-hmm. <laughs> do you get hot under the collar do you get inspired oh yeah well yeah 
Yeah. Of course you do. If yeah, you're watching course. that with your partner. Yeah. I started talking to him in a British accent last night. He's like, oh, is this where this is going? All right, more Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> Have you watched the new season, Queen Charlotte? Uh, I've started it, yes. Thoughts, reviews? Uh, too yeah. early to say? Uh, too early to say. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I just like season one. I've, I've got hopes for season three because it's the um, redhead and her and the other Bridgerton brother. It's their story. Mm-hmm. I hear on the grapevine. So that will be good. I can't wait to I get into it. I didn't love season two. We've already talked about this, but I didn't love season two. I enjoyed it. But anyway, that's fine. We can have differing opinions. No big deal. <laughs> All right, CLs. We will be back in your ear holes maybe a little bit earlier. Then, am I giving away too much? Just get on the bestie bulletin list, okay? Get yeah. on that list. We're going to pop that in the show notes. Yes. That's all we're going to say and tease at this stage. But yeah, get on the bestie bulletin. And as always, we'll be back in your ears bright and early, maybe earlier this week. <laughs> Bye-bye. Friday morning. Bye.